Thank you for listening to Caffeinated Chicks, Motivating Women. Welcome to our lifestyle and personal development podcast, where we encourage you to be authentically you and keep it real. I'm your host, Abby. And I'm her cousin, Rachel. We know it's Monday and we know you're tired. Our goal is to help you feel motivated, inspired, and ready to face whatever it is the week throws at you. Come sit with us, grab your coffee, and dive into meaningful conversation that will elevate your life. Hi guys, this is Abby and Rachel, and we are Caffeinated Chicks. We wanted to talk to you guys um, a little bit more in depth about what we talked about last week, um, how stress impacts your health, and kind of go more into how to create a routine. So um, I'm going to recap a little bit of what we talked about last week and um, give you guys some more information about stress. So um, stress tends to be viewed as a mental health concern more than a physical one. So there's actually many ways, um, chronic, aka long-lasting, stress negatively um, will impact the body physically. So examples would be like decreased immunity, ability to fight off and heal from illness, stomach cramps, um, increased blood pressure, heart rate, mood issues, Um, including anger and depression, uh, fatigue, trouble sleeping, loss of libido and reduced fertility, um, increased fat storage, and disrupted hunger cues. Rachel, do you have any of those that kind of like stick out to you that kind of impact your stress? Um, The first one was the abdominal cramps. Um, I don't get those very often, but when they aren't attached to something that is obvious, like whether it's PMS or something like that. Like I know that my time of the month isn't coming up. I have been eating well, you know, et cetera. And I'm having cramps. It's usually when I go, "Uh Oh, (laughs) like maybe I'm, maybe I'm stressed here. Or I think another really big one for me is heart rate. Um, I have a Fitbit and my heart rate kind of, I have a high resting heart rate. And so it doesn't take much for me to get over a hundred just in like walking around. Um, and I'll notice like, it'll tell you the heart rate of your resting heart rate for that day or whatever. And mine kind of floats around in like the high sixties, low to mid seventies for my resting heart rate. And Whenever I see that climb, so there have been days where I've been told my resting heart rate was like high 70s or low 80s. (laughs) Like, uh (laughs) uh-oh, that must mean I'm stressed. And usually if I like sit down and evaluate it, I'm like, well, I have been stressed lately. And then as soon as whatever stress I'm dealing with kind of deloads, it drops back down again. (laughs) Yeah, that's a big one for me too. Like my, I have a really high resting heart rate as well. And usually that's the culprit Mm -hmm. behind it. Um, For me, I think um, the high heart rate is a big one, but also mood (laughs) issues is a big one for me and trouble sleeping. (laughs) Those ones are big. Like obviously if I'm stressed, my mood is like Mm -hmm. a complete 180. I'm quick to anger. I get sad. Um, I just, I have trouble sleeping. It all just kind of goes hand in hand and stress is 
kind of insane how it can. Yeah. Now that you say that, that, I think I might've been stressed the whole month of May. (laughs) Cause I just was almost like my cycle that month was so bizarre. I mean, I had mood swings, like I wanted to bite people's heads off. And then I had mood swings to where I just (laughs) weeped about everything. And that happened all in the two weeks in between my site, like my period and right around the time I'm most fertile. And it was just the most obnoxious thing ever. And I didn't really equate that with stress. But now that you're saying that I'm like, huh, I also didn't sleep well, I woke up, usually like, (laughs) I fall asleep, but I would wake up within a half hour, 45 minutes of falling asleep, all of a sudden feeling nauseous and not feeling good. And I just remember being like, am I pregnant? Nope, probably just stressed now that I'm looking back on it because obviously I ended up getting my cycle. So, <laughs> Ugh, yikes, that that can definitely put a huge damper mm-hmm. on all of that. That's for sure. Doesn't help being stressed out during all of that. No. Um, so I'm going to also recap um, some of the things we talked about last week. So. Um, habits to help with your stress. We talked about setting your intentions, um, planning, but don't over plan. That's a really hard one for Rachel and I, we just love to be, love to be busy. Um, and we constantly will end up blaming ourselves for not sticking to exactly what is planned. That one's really hard. Um, managing your expectations, listening to music, spending time in nature, Um, Rachel and I are big nature fans. We love being outside as well as exercise and learning to say no, making sure you unplug every now and then, and also just taking that time to relax for yourself as well. And just taking a step back. I think that's huge. Now that you say that, um, like unplugging, I remember, um, when my husband and I were in Guatemala in 2020, we, we're up in the mountains for like four days. And I think that had been the longest stretch of time I had ever been in the mountains in Guatemala. Usually it was like two or three days and we didn't have any Wi-Fi out there. And it was horrible how like easy it was for each of us to just go look at our phone and then be like, Oh wait, <laughs> we don't have Wi-Fi." And it kind of just showed all of us how much we were on our phones. And it wasn't until like a day or two into it that we kind of accustomed to the fact that we didn't have Wi-Fi and we got used to it and we were no longer just incessantly grabbing our phones and then realizing we didn't have Wi-Fi. And it was the most freeing thing because for, for that short period of time, I forgot that there was election stuff going on. I forgot that there was COVID going on. Nobody in the mountains was wearing masks. Obviously that was during COVID too. And it was just amazing. And I remember coming back from that and almost being reluctant to connect again. (laughs) Yeah. It's just crazy how much we are so addicted to social media. Like even when my husband and I just came back from our trip, um, in Atlantis, um, back in May. And it was the same thing, a lot Mm -hmm. of spotty service. And it was kind of nice to just Mm kind of be like the, 
usually the majority of the time that I was using my phone was just to take pictures because Mm -hmm. I couldn't use it otherwise. And if I did, it was very spotty. So it just goes to show Mm -hmm. like just living in the moment more. It's, it makes a huge difference on your mind. You don't notice how not present you are until you actually set your phone aside and are present. I mean, and that's been one of my biggest Mm -hmm. convictions recently is I, I want to be present. I want to be in the moments and I constantly don't feel present when I have my phone on me. And so just trying to get into the habit of, you know what, that text can wait, that email can wait, you know, whatever it is, I can get back to it the next day or in the morning or a couple hours later. And let me just live and be in this moment because we're constantly either living in the past or in the future. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, that was a constantly trying to see what everybody else is doing. Sorry for that one. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel, did you want to talk about, um, yeah. So one of the things that I am grateful for, Oh man, I just had it. Oh yeah. Um, (laughs) I am honestly, this is cliche because obviously you and I are both in a direct sales business, but I am really grateful for direct sales businesses. Um, not too long ago, I made a purchase from a friend who sells Arvin and just the excitement that she showed and the joy and just the fact that I could bless her is, it's just, it's, it's an amazing feeling. And recognizing, you know, I could go to Amazon and get something that would probably be decent too, or I could go to Target or something like that. But I would rather support my individual friends who are trying to, whether it's save up for a vacation or stay home with their kids or be more present with their family because they don't need to be working as well, you know, whatever it is, or trying to send your kid to dance lessons by having a side income to provide for it. You know, I just, I love that I can do that because I can support individual people rather than big franchises that are already rich out of their minds. So I'm definitely, I'm very grateful for that and the avenues that it's provided for a lot of people. Yeah, that definitely makes a big difference. And just being able to kind of see how much mm-hmm. it impacts somebody else too. It's yeah, just like exactly. shopping small. How about you, That's Abby? for sure. Um, I am really grateful for being able to take a vacation with my husband. Um, we uh, went to NASA Bahamas uh, about a month or I would say less than a month ago. Um, and we just had the most great just relaxing time and it was just nice to just get away and just Mm -hmm. kind of be and I'm just grateful for being able to still take that time and go on vacations and date my husband because I think that is very important that's awesome yeah Um, So we are going to jump into our topic for today, and that is how to create a routine. So everybody kind of has their own routine in a way, um, but this is kind of the best way to kind of sit down and set like a more concrete one. Um, So we're going to kind of jump into that. So 
The biggest thing that you want to start with is getting clear on your goals, becoming intentional with your time. And I can't emphasize enough how important it is to consciously decide Mm -hmm. how you want to spend it. Because if you don't even have a base, if you don't (laughs) go anywhere with that, that kind of like is the whole base Mm -hmm. of your routine, making sure you know what you want to do. Um, and adjusting as needed. So finding a routine that actually works for you because you know for sure that you're not going to have a routine that works great right away. It's definitely going to mm-hmm. take some trial and error. Perfectly that's for sure. all the time, even if you do I've, have a set in stone routine. Exactly. You need to require or not require, you need to be able to have that flexibility and learn what works well and what doesn't. So kind of making sure that you sit down, carve out some time, and evaluate what you kind of want your daily routine to look like. So I, for me, I would like suggest sitting down, um, grabbing a notebook, mm-hmm. your favorite beverage, <laughs> and retreating to somewhere with few distractions. Maybe that's your back patio, mm-hmm. that's your bedroom, a local coffee shop. Um, I just love just being outside. So yes. that's the perfect spot for me. <laughs> and just taking, <laughs> I feel like yeah. I can collect yep, all my thoughts. Exactly. And just taking time, like not just saying, okay, I'm going to go whip up a quick routine in five minutes. No, <laughs> do it in, do it yeah. in a moment where you can take 30 to an hour, 30 minutes to an hour and kind of just brain dump. Yeah. You know, what are your responsibilities what are your priorities? What does your weekly schedule look like? And then if you can create some version of a routine for just some normalcy in your life, how much more freeing that will be. Yeah. Well, for like what you're saying too, like making sure that you ask yourself mm-hmm. what you're looking for in a routine, because some people don't know what they're looking for. And that's why you're sitting down and trying mm-hmm. to create a routine. So how is your current routine working for you and what's working well for you, Rachel? Oh man, for me, um, I usually wake up at about five in the morning, roughly. And I usually take that first half hour chunk, 45 minutes. My husband gets up around five forty-five, six o'clock and go spend some time in prayer And then I sometimes, since the sun doesn't rise until about 545, sometimes we'll take it out to the country and just drive a couple miles out of the town and watch the sunrise while I do that. And just um, take in the fact that the day is starting, spend some time in prayer, and then I come home and start making breakfast, uh, feed my husband, (laughs) eat myself, read my Bible. And I do all of this all before eight o'clock and eight o'clock is when I start my work day, but I don't touch my phone until I start my work day. And that has made all the difference in my routine because the most productive that you're honestly going to be is in the first couple hours of the day. And so I take advantage of that by not even allowing myself to pick up my phone. It stays in my room when I wake up, I don't grab it. I leave it in there. And, um, that has honestly been what makes the biggest difference for my morning. And then as far as like more of my afternoon schedule, I have, I have created like a time audit myself personally, like from when I wake up in the morning to when I go to bed at night, 
And I have blocked out sections of time where this is when I work my business. This is when I, um, let's see, soccer was last month. So I'm not really doing that anymore. Um, when I clean my house or this is when I go visit my sister-in-law or this is when I make supper, make lunch, or when I make sourdough or just anything like that. Um, creating some semblance of a routine. It's not always going to be super exact. But having those blocks of time and knowing generally what I'm doing each day and then blocks of time where I can either do this or that or be more flexible. Um, But especially for me with cleaning, (laughs) it has been so helpful to do like from one cleaning project Monday, one cleaning project Tuesday, one cleaning project Wednesday, and I block out a time for each of those and I do that same thing every single week. Whereas before, I think I used to get really stressed out because two weeks would go by and I'm like, oh no, I have not cleaned my house. It looks like trash. It's going to take me like a whole day. And then I would stress out about the fact that that would be the only work that I would get done that day. But then simply sitting down and creating that time audit and recognizing what I'm spending my time on and what I want to be spending my time on. Now, if I do it once a week, it's not nearly as dirty and it doesn't take near as long. And so. Well, you're just also finding a different way to manage your time. That's the biggest thing. And if you take it in small chunks, then it's not as Mm -hmm. big or overwhelming because you're doing it in small. How about you, Abby? Um, (laughs) Not as elaborate as yours. That's for sure. (laughs) Um, I get up anywhere between like. 7, 7.30 every morning. Um, unless it's during the work week, then I'm getting up a lot earlier. I would say like 5.30, mm-hmm. 6 o'clock. Um, and I just kind of get ready for the day. And I also don't touch my phone right away. Um, I'm big on that. Um, we Rachel and I actually went to a convention um, last year and we um, heard Mel Robbins kind of speak about how important mm-hmm. it is to not touch your phone and how important it is to not kind of the reason why we don't touch our phone right away is because you're pretty much taking in everybody else's problems and everybody else's life before you're even able to kind of collect yourself and start your day. So if something is good or bad, whatever it is um, on your phone, you're ingesting that instead of just kind of being. Um, So I kind of get ready for the day, what I need to do, um, help my husband in the morning with the kids before we bring them off to daycare. Um, and then I go to work. So I don't give myself as much time in the morning during the week. Um, but during the weekend, um, we kind of sleep in a little bit, kind of cuddle with the boys and then we kind of start our day. Um, but the biggest thing is what we try to do during the day, or I should say during the work week is after I'm done with work, I'll go pick up the boys and then we'll block out like a solid two hours to kind of choose whatever we want to do, like a fun activity, whether it be going to the gym, doing a play date, going to the park. Um, and then we just kind of do a wind down as a family, eat some dinner, um, do our bedtime affirmations. And then my husband and I kind of just relax. So we kind of will jump in or sprinkle in cleaning every once in a while, but we just mm-hmm. kind of try to just be as a family. I think that's the biggest thing that works well with our routine. Yeah, absolutely. 
So nothing <laughs> as crazy as yours. Yeah, it's a sure. sanity thing. <laughs> I It has definitely helped me maintain some semblance of sanity in my life <laughs> because I am yeah. a very planned person and not generally extremely flexible. But um, being able to visualize my pockets of time has allowed me to be prepared for the surprises, I guess. And um, just yeah. kind of know generally, this is how my week goes, but it's open to change. But having something that's yeah. there just kind of keeps me sane. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Like we try to go to the gym a certain yep. amount of times a week and within a certain time frame every week too. Mm-hmm. So it kind of helps just knowing that that's coming up. Yep. And, and this summer is kind of winding down in the sense of since soccer ended, now I'm not busy Monday, Wednesday afternoons, Saturdays. Um, and I'm not, I don't have Bible study Tuesday nights in the summer. So now my Tuesday evenings are free again and I don't have to work out during the day. I can go back to working out in the evenings with my husband. So having it, we usually work out Tuesday, Thursday night, and then Sunday afternoon. And just having that okay. consistency, Wednesdays are free in the summer too, since we don't have church Wednesday nights in, in the summer. So some things are kind of just opening up now and giving us a little bit more wiggle room has been a fun little change. Yeah. Yeah, we're kind of the opposite <laughs> in the summer. We are yeah. the most busy. <laughs> We kind of like to be outside as much as possible, and um, not only do I go to the gym, I also do a water aerobics class um, in the summer with some of my girlfriends. Um, there's concerts, there's drive-in movies, there's just so much fun little pockets of time to do all yeah. of the fun things. <laughs> That's what happens when you live in Make this all area of the cities. When you live in the middle of nowhere, Titanka, what looks like fun in the evenings is usually watching TV. <laughs> I guess we do yeah. have some bonfires, yeah. but there's not as much to do around here. So that is, we're limited in that area. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I keep forgetting about that. <laughs> Lots of walks. We do go on walks. <laughs> oh, there you go. Walks are one of my favorite things to do. I was actually telling my husband um, when we were on vacation that I want to start doing some walks again. Obviously, we can't do too much when the kids obviously are as young as they are with Mm -hmm. sleeping and everything, but it's calming. I feel like some of the best conversations happen on my walks. I definitely agree. My husband and I in the summer used to go for like at least 10 minute walks after we ate supper every night. And then they kind of evolved into like two and a half miles and we mapped out just, we'd always go outside and then back into town and it ended up being like about two and a half miles takes us about 30 to 35 minutes. And so then it just started being that every single night after supper for like a 30 minute walk. And that's usually where all of our really good conversations happened. There you go. Yeah. Definitely makes a big difference. And it just is Mm -hmm. kind of free. It is. Um, A couple of questions to ask yourself as you are sitting down and doing your routine too is thinking back over the last few days. So that's the easiest way when you're starting to create a routine is what did the last five to seven days look like for you? 
and asking yourself the questions, did I spend time on things that mattered most to me? Or what distractions wasted the most time? And what do I want to change regarding that? What, when did I feel the most hectic and why? Kind of just giving yourself a brief um, reminder of everything that happened over the past five to seven days can really help you to hone in on what you want out of a routine and be able to set that in place based off of how your past few days went. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, time. And kind of like what you're wasting your time on and what you can remove Mm -hmm. or add or take away from your day Mm -hmm. too. Another good question to ask yourself is what do I wish I had time to do? Because you would be amazed how much time you have if you actually sat down and looked at what your time looked like. (laughs) Cause I I can waste so much time scrolling through reels on Instagram, for example, so much time. And, and while it's fun, (laughs) I also feel like trash after I've done it because it usually takes up at least 30 minutes, if not even an hour sometimes, because if I'm not paying attention, the time just goes. And you know how many other things I could be doing in that amount of time? It's crazy. Like <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. So just really paying attention to things like that. And you'll see, like everybody says, I don't have time. You'll see. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, The next one would be gathering up the to-dos. So brainstorming all of your commitments and your responsibilities that you have right now and trying to think of what takes your time and energy um, each week. So we kind of mentioned this kind of a little bit before, but this is a little bit more in depth. Um, So make sure you're getting detailed and try to think of all the things that require your time. So exactly. Like Rachel said, brain dump. So grab a pen, grab a paper, grab that favorite spot that you want um, to kind of do that brain dump. So some brainstorming tasks um, on those areas of life would be like family. What do you want um, to improve on family, social life, um, household, work or school, health and self-care, spirituality if you're into that, uh, hobbies, side projects, and if there's something that we miss to kind of fill in that blank too, but that'll definitely help kind of shape where you're trying to go with this mm-hmm. routine. Um, and then the next thing I, I'm huge on this. I don't know about you, Rachel, but like assigning everything on a weekly calendar, like I need this <laughs> in my life. Yes. <laughs> I love making lists. I love writing things down on calendars. I love crossing mm-hmm. them out and checking them off. Yep. You name it. Like this is the source of my routines. One of the things, things down. Yeah. Especially as a busy mom. <laughs> One of the things that I've had to be very careful with is just like we talked about before with planning, but not over planning. I've started to get into the habit of yep. writing out my to-do list for the day And then just glancing at it and assigning times to things kind of just loosely. Not, doesn't have to be like an exact science, but if I can assign times to it and then start to think logically, how long do I think this is going to take me? And then if I see that I have times assigned to everything and I have some things that I'm like, I literally don't think this fits in because 
I've assigned time to all these other things. And I think I'm just going to, you know, put them at the bottom of the list. You know, if I don't take as long in some of these things that I think I'm going to, then I can always get to, you know, the next thing. But that has honestly helped me to just not beat myself up over not getting it all done because I set an expectation by setting times loosely to all of these things and being aware that that means this part here, I, since I don't have a set time for, I probably won't be able to get to. And I already have that expectation. And that's made such a yeah. huge difference just since I've recently been doing that because I wasn't even aware of how much I was overloading myself. Like I created these to-do lists a mile long that was not even realistic. And then all it did at the end of the day was make me feel like I did nothing because I didn't get it all done. I have that all or nothing type mentality. <laughs> if I didn't do all of it, then I was not productive, which if I had 40 things on the right. list and I did 35 of them, I did a lot, but I won't feel like I did. Right. Yes. <laughs> you didn't cross all of them off your list. <laughs> I am guilty of that as well. I hold myself to very high expectations mm -hmm. when I make my list. So it mm -hmm. can be a blessing and yeah. a curse. So, I mean, if you can add in your commitments to have specific times of day and try and see if you can attach your other things to specific times of the day. And then if you have some things where you're like, oh, shoot, I don't honestly know if it's realistic for me able to be able to do that. You can shift things around a little bit if you notice that what you didn't put on a time is something that's more important than maybe something you already scheduled a time for, you know, kind of flip flop it and change it around a little bit. But that'll honestly make such a big difference in your life, I truly believe, because it has helped me so much. Yeah, well, even like what Ra Rachel does this too, um, kind of like how you said you blocked out certain mm -hmm. times that you work, um, yeah. since you are an entrepreneur um, full time. Um, she also blocks off certain times a day that it's do not disturb yep. for her bedtime. <laughs> so she determines her bedtime and her wake up time. And she yep. has that blocked off as well. And I applaud her for that because I wish I was able to do that. I have mine blocked off for do not disturb around my bedtime, but I don't <laughs> stick to my bedtime. Yeah, when you have a husband like mine, <laughs> you stick to your bedtime. My husband loves yeah. sleep. Loves it. And he is, it's so funny. I think you and I, Abby talked about this before about how there's usually one person in the relationship that is a bedtime talker. Neither of us really are. Yep. <laughs> um, I, if anyone's going to be, it'll be me. But typically we crawl into bed, kiss each other goodnight, say goodnight, roll over, go to bed. <laughs> and it's just, it's just us. And but my husband is very much like, oh, look at the time. It's nine o'clock. Time to go to bed. And he's just a very strict to it. And I, you know, since I do get up at five, you know, even going to bed at nine, that's only eight hours if you fall asleep right at nine. So that's part of the reason why we go to bed at nine is because I get up at five. But um, it's just funny. He's so he's so strict on that. And I prefer to go to sleep when he goes to sleep. So it just kind of happens. And if he wasn't that way, I think I would be a little bit more lenient and probably be like, oh, yeah, I'll go to bed eventually. <laughs> but having some sort of like a normal bedtime and a normal wake up time, too, is really good for you, um, just like physically, because your body can get shocked mm -hmm. so much by the constant up and down. 
getting up at a different time or going to bed at a different time, like having it be different every single night, you can kind of send shock to your body. And so having kind of a generalized time is really important for your health too. Um, Because, and so, you know, even on weekends, sometimes I find it hard to sleep in because I'm like, well, I would kind of like it to be the same every single day if I can. But you know, when you get up at five, ain't no way I'm doing that on a weekend. (laughs) No, no, no. Certainly no, not on nope. vacation either. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like a wishful thinking, you know, like I would, I would like to get up at the yeah. same time and go to bed at the same time every night, but on the weekends, I'm going to stay up past nine and I'm going to sleep in. It's just kind of how that works. Yep. Well, even like when we were on vacation too, like I was full ready to like sleep in a little bit, but we were up at like seven, seven thirty at the latest every morning. Cause yeah. I just didn't want to miss out. That was us when we were in Jamaica too. And the sun rose so early in Jamaica that I was just yeah. like, well, I gotta get up. I gotta cheese the day. You know, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta do all the things. I'm only here for a little <laughs> bit. Yep. All right. Makes a big difference. I'm not like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> something about vacation but um yeah so those are like kind of the biggest tidbits um on trying to create your routine so kind of some tips um that Rachel and I have for putting your routine into practice would be don't force yourself into routine Mm -hmm. have fun with it um routines connected to your beliefs and interests are going to be more rooted and going to hold you more accountable like making sure that you're not being so harsh with yourself and giving yourself some grace it's going to make mm-hmm. your routine stick and you're not yeah. going to want to give and, up on it so oh, you're fine oh, if sorry, you Rachel. and if you have kind of just a wild schedule where say you know you have some things that go on more bi-weekly or monthly just just kind of throw them all into a catch-all box you know, these are my tasks that I know I have to do at some point in time this month. Um, and then if you can assign it to a specific day, specific time, but yeah, just like Abby said, give, give yourself grace and yeah. don't overthink it. Cause if it's, if it's not something that you enjoy, you're not going to do it. <laughs> so, Yeah. You're just setting yourself up for failure in mm-hmm. that aspect. And you want to have fun with it. You need to have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're not going to And give yourself to time to just be, too. If you need to create a routine yep. where you just schedule, like, even 15 minutes of just being, <laughs> do it. Yeah. And it'll make a big difference. And you'll be so amazed on how much more mm-hmm. relaxed you feel as well. Another thing would be don't follow... Um, the trend or think too much about what other people do. Yeah. Um, that can get, that can send you down a rabbit trail of just not being helpful for you because it's not you. And so try something and see how you feel. I mean, don't, I mean, you definitely take advice from other people. You know, if you see that it's working for them and you're curious, try it. But if it doesn't work for you, don't try and make it work for you. Yeah, you're just going to end up hurting mm-hmm. yourself more in the process. Like, it's their routine for a reason. Yep. Make your own routine. 
And also just having a good support system too, someone who's going to help you stick to your routine, but also make sure to Mm -hmm. remind you to give yourself grace. And starting small, don't force it because it's going to be hard. Especially if you never really had any routine of any kind and you kind of just flew by the seat of your pants. (laughs) But um, (laughs) it is having a routine of some kind, or even like I said, going as far as I did and creating a time audit is so freeing because you're going to find time that you didn't even realize you had. And similar to like creating a budget, for example, I remember the first time I ever did a budget, I was like, I hate this. I don't like, no, I don't like this because it's restrictive (laughs) and it's not allowing me to spend money. I, I just like had a horrible attitude about it. And then, but we decided to do it because we never knew where any of our money was going. And obviously we were doing fine, but we were like, oh, I feel like we're spending a lot right now. And are we okay? But like, we had no way of knowing because we had nothing set in place. And once we did and I got used to it, it became one of the most freeing things ever because it's like, oh, here's this extra that we don't have in a budget that we can use for whatever. And it's the same thing when it comes to creating a routine. If you can go as far as to do something as simple as a time audit, or I guess not simple as crazy as a time audit, you'll be amazed by the time that you have available to you that you realized you actually spent scrolling on social media. Yep. Well, even like going hand in hand with like the time audit, there's also different Mm -hmm. apps out there too. Um, I know Rachel and I don't really use the apps, but they can definitely help provide that structure that you'd need mm-hmm. for your daily. I never thought to schedule, look and especially look into if apps. you're first starting out. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. But if, I didn't no, either. I didn't, I didn't either. even know they existed. And there is. <laughs> I mean, I should have known. There, there is literally an app for everything. So yeah. if you happen to Google something like that, or Google, or just look in your app store for something like that, great. <laughs> I hope it works. <laughs> yeah. And if you have any like tips and tricks that really work for you, send them our way too. We'd love to Mm kind of like check it out too. But I hope you guys found this helpful and useful and hope you guys find a good system in creating your routine and remember Mm -hmm. trial and error. Yeah. It's going to be okay. It's going to help just relax and it's going to take time. So. Thank you so much for joining us this week. I hope you enjoyed getting to know Abby and I over a cup of coffee, black for me. Or a cup of creamer with a dash of coffee for me. Gross. (laughs) We look forward to motivating and encouraging you in this crazy thing we call life. But before you go, make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you can receive new episodes right when they're released. Subscribe in Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. And please, please, please leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. Come tired and leave inspired with Rachel and Abby. Until next time, we're Caffeinated Chicks.